Man, what a game that was. Out of the red corner, still undefeated, your winners, the Kansas City Chiefs, still undefeated. And now, on top of the AFC all alone, your Kansas City Chiefs, folks. My name is Farzee Vasugi, and this is the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Thank you all for joining me here. Man, I, I, where do you even start with this with this game, with this team, with this quarterback? I'm exhausted. Now, that's probably because I'm recording this late at night after the game, after I did the Facebook Live video, which I appreciate all of you guys for joining me. But, man, I don't know where to start with this football team. If people wanted to complain about the negative, the, uh, just, just the bad things that happened in the first three games, which some have during the 3-0 start, I mean, imagine how, fa- how that, those same fans will react after a game like this. But at the end of the day, you are winning. It's not going to be pretty every single game. But if you can find a way to come out on top, it's okay. Not every team has a pretty run from start to finish. And I think we forget that sometimes as Chiefs fans. It's okay if a team has a, a three and out once in a while or if it happens a couple of times in a game. But at the end of the day, this Chiefs football team... They never gave up. That's the most important thing that every single Chiefs fan needs to keep note of right now. This football team, when things got hard, when things were tough and it seemed like they had their backs up against the wall, they never gave up. That is a characteristic of an Andy Reid football team in Philadelphia and in Kansas City. That's always how it's been. And this Chiefs football team came away with a much-needed win because if they lose this football game, not only do they drop to 3-1, and one, Denver also becomes 3-1. and one. And you might wonder, well, who takes first place in the AFC West if that was to be the case? Denver would because they have a 2-0 record in the, uh, in the division and a win over the Chiefs. So that would put them on top of the division in the uh, after the first quarter of the season. Four games in and the Chiefs the only undefeated team in the AFC. Again, not the most ideal way, but sometimes you, you'll have these kind of football games. And what did I say last week when the Chiefs didn't have the uh, the greatest offense in the second half? Uh, or even in the first half, Mahomes had a few bad throws there. I said, there will be guys that will pick up Mahomes, and they'll still come through. Travis Kelsey didn't have a great... He was shut down in the first half, but still made some play, and he came back in the second half. Seven catches for 78 yards, leading all players in this game in receptions and yards. After a very quiet first half, Kareem Hunt, at halftime statistically, he already had the best game of his season. He had 10 carries for 80 yards at halftime to finish the game, 19 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Mahomes had a rushing touchdown, his first career rushing touchdown in the first half. And then he threw a touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey. This was not a pretty game. No, not at all. But the Chiefs found ways to come back. Defensively, a lot to work on. But, you know, I've said this a couple of times during this undefeated uh, run so far. It's a lot easier to improve on these things as the season goes on. And quickly, before I forget, Facebook.com slash Farzee Vesugian. That's the Facebook page. Give it a like. Follow me. I, I'm, I almost forgot to, to mention these things because, man, I, my mind's just on the game right now. The, the, how crazy it was. 
Uh, Facebook.com slash Farzi Vasugian. Give it a like. Follow me on Facebook. Appreciate all of you who joined at halftime and after the game for the Facebook Live videos. The Chiefs were trailing. I've said this before. People will join it. We'll have more people join in when the Chiefs are losing. And at halftime, when the Chiefs were losing and trailed in this game for the first time this season, trailed at halftime for the first time this season, we had a lot of people and a lot of We couldn't even get through all the comments. People always want to join in when this team's losing. That's how it works. Now, a lot of you guys still join after the game, which I greatly appreciate. But, man, uh, a lot of people had mixed emotions as the game went on. But Facebook.com slash Farzi Vasugian, that's the Facebook page. Join me for, for the interaction all week long and for the Facebook Live videos. Thank you to all who joined uh, at halftime and after the game. Tweet machine at Farzine21. Follow me on there. My email, Farzine at FarzineVasugian.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and now on Spotify, available on those three websites. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you hit the share button. Uh, defensively speaking, early on, we saw some good things from D Ford and Justin Houston. Unfortunately, uh, D Ford left the game with a groin injury, and Sammy Watkins had a hamstring injury, left the game before halftime. But uh, I mean, those guys made some plays in this football game. D4 had a sack in this one. Justin Houston also had a sack. Uh, really, they gave Case Keenum a hard time in the first quarter uh, and not letting the Broncos go off so early. Uh, Broncos did, did some good things in the second and third quarters, getting a couple of touchdowns. But at the end of the day, uh, the thing about this defense, and I, and I want to point out two more glaring holes. I, I mean, outside of the tackling, which is a, a big issue, but... On a third and one play on a toss uh, to, I believe it was, I believe it was on free, to Freeman, the Chiefs should have had a tackle for a loss. But instead, he found a hole, got through, and made his way to the end zone. And on another play, on a fourth down play, where Keenum goes for the play action, the Chiefs didn't fall for it completely, but you saw D. Ford go after Keenum, allowing someone to get wide open. And the Broncos converted on that play right there, getting just enough for the first down when it's a play that they could have prevented and bad tackling was a result of that. But the thing about this defense, and I said this during the Facebook Live video, when someone mentioned, what are we going to do about the defense? I said, okay, well, the defense is not amazing. However, when the Chiefs got their first touchdown in the fourth quarter, the uh, the touchdown pass to Kelsey, the Chiefs needed a three and out from that defense. And they did exactly that. The Denver offense looked lost on that drive. Short-lived drive, that is, if you can even call it that. And this Chiefs offense found a way to come through. Took advantage of the opportunity the defense gave it. Went down the field, and it was Kareem Hunt. At one point, it was second and 30, then third and five, and the Chiefs moved the chains. Uh, Crazy turn of events on that drive. Uh, and then, of course, capping it off with a Kareem Hunt touchdown to retake the lead. And, you know, sometimes luck is on your side. But Case Keenum overthrew a wide-open pass catcher uh, near the corner uh, around the 10- or 5-yard line. All the receiver had to do was walk it in, but it was overthrown. And, man, I, I mean, it, football's a game of inches. It happens sometimes. And the Chiefs were fortunate in this one, uh, but they came away with the win. And, boy, Patrick Mahomes I mean, doing a left-handed pass to, to evade all of these Broncos defenders, running for his life. And the thing that I love about Patrick Mahomes, just his ability to not only be mobile, but also 
make the right plays that he needs to. He'll throw it out of bounds if there's no one available, but if there is someone out there that he can throw to while under pressure, while, while running for his life, he'll make that play too. And I commend that from Patrick Mahomes. Offensive line didn't have its best game. They had three better games this year, but the Chiefs still found a way to come through in this game. A lot of things to clean up in this one, but you'll take this win. Uh, you'll learn from it and move on. I mean, At the end of the day, I know, because, and I'm saying this because I know there are Chiefs fans out there who are going to bring up the negatives. The fact that the Chiefs were down by 10. The fact that the tackling's horrible. Mahomes only threw one touchdown in this game, but no picks. But fans are still going to bring that up. Wasn't a pretty game, no. But keep in mind, at halftime, Keenum was outperforming Mahomes by a mile. And Mahomes ended up having the much better game in this one. 28 completions, 304 yards, and a touchdown. Whereas Keenum, only 21 completions, 7 fewer, 245 yards. He had a pick in this one to Eric Murray on a spectacular play. Unfortunately, the Chiefs could not do anything with it. And was also sacked 4 times in this game. I guess for Mahomes, yeah, he had the one sack, but also the intentional grounding. Kind of a close one there, but I think it was the right call. Uh, as, as hard as it was for, for Chiefs fans to, to, to look at there. Uh, Kareem Hunt was kind of in the area, but not enough to, to prevent the intentional grounding call. But nonetheless, this is this team will never give up. And look, you want to talk about coming from behind? It's the Chiefs who have unfortunately, been the ones allowing teams to come back from behind. So now you have it the other way around. How does it feel, Chiefs fans, knowing that this team has blown leads? Well, this time they got their opponents to blow a big lead on the road in the fourth quarter on primetime television in front of the nation, Monday Night Football. Now look, maybe a lot of people... In the East Coast, it was late at night, so they packed it up, maybe turned off their TVs and missed out on a on a comeback win because they had to wake up early for work. So a lot of people are probably going to wake up Tuesday morning wondering how in the hell is that the final score and is that an error or what? But the Chiefs found a way to come back, and I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed this football game. Again, Mahomes had a great start to the season with the touchdown record-breaking passes in the first two and three weeks, but this is the game that people are going to look at when they talk about Patrick Mahomes. Not the six touchdowns against the Steelers. As great as that was on his final day as a 22-year-old, it's this Monday night football game right here. The way Mahomes played under pressure, coming from behind, that's a true test for a team and for a young quarterback. How are you going to respond when you're down by 10 on the road in the fourth quarter? Are we going to have all these different divisions or will everyone stay intact and play as one cohesive unit? You saw the latter in this one for the Chiefs. That's what you saw in that comeback win against the Broncos. The Broncos are 2-2, two and two, the Chiefs are 4-0, and oh, and much needed because the Raiders and the Chargers both picked up wins on Sunday. And now the Chiefs sitting pretty with a 4-0 record and a two-game, two-game lead excuse me, against the rest of the division. Two games ahead of the Broncos and the Chargers. Three games ahead of the Raiders. Feeling pretty good right now. At the beginning of the season, before the season, I said, look, I'll be happy if this team comes out 2-2. If Mahomes can have a little bit more touchdowns and interceptions as his redshirt rookie curve goes along, I'll be happy. 
Well, my expectations, uh, I mean, they've gone farther than that. Mahomes has 15 touchdowns on the season if you include his rushing touchdown. Nine different players have caught a touchdown pass from Patrick Mahomes. Nine. And I believe Peter Schrager mentioned the record is 14 made by Matt Ryan a couple of years ago. The year where the Falcons went to the Super Bowl. You know Mahomes is going to use every single person on this offense. And again, I mean, there, there are a lot of other issues. I think if you look at the play calling too, if there's one thing I can really nitpick, what happened right before the end of the third quarter? Tyree Kill makes a catch near the sidelines, goes out of bounds. It's third and one. Obviously, you need just one yard. Kareem Hunt's having a good game. Now, I'm also for avoiding the obvious if you want to have a trick play to throw off the defense. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh... But what happened right before the end of the third quarter where Tyree kills on the sidelines on third and one and the Chiefs throw a deep pass overthrowing it to Demetrius Harris? I'm not quite sure what that was. What was going on on that trick play where the Chiefs had four different players move in motion? I'm not quite sure exactly the machination to that rule and how the Chiefs did not get penalized for that. Uh, I, I don't even know if the smartest person in the room can... Can address that maybe Matt Miller, who will join us on the podcast later this week, can maybe talk us through. I actually do want to ask him about that because that's probably the craziest pre-snap movement I've ever seen in an NFL game. And then there was another play where Tyreek Hill, and, and, and honest to God, I thought Tyreek Hill was lost. Tyreek Hill lined up at, at the left, then he runs to the backfield, running around the backfield, then runs back. To the sidelines. I mean, that, that guy looked like Butters from South Park. Freaking out. Not It looked like he didn't know where he was going. Now, I know that was part of the game plan. But it looked like he was completely lost. Unsure where to line up, where to go. And it was a play that went for just two yards. He ran full speed during all that pre-snap movement. And not only that, there was a penalty on... I believe it was uh, Demarcus Robinson or Sammy Watkins. I can't remember who it was on. I want to say it was on Robinson who had the uh, illegal uh, use of hands uh, on Chris Harris. And that uh, nullified the two-yard play where Hill ran full speed for that whole pre-snap. Look, I I, I get Tyreek Hill. He can do a lot of great things. But sometimes Andy Reid gets too cute. And then later in the game... You go for that weird play where you're trying to throw off the Broncos defense. I get the idea in trying to throw off the Broncos defense, but a deep pass to Demetrius Harris when he was covered pretty well. I can't get behind that one. Play calling? This was definitely the worst for the Chiefs. But I got to give a lot of credit to Patrick Mahomes because I think he covered Andy Reid in this one here with some of the plays he made. Trying to get rid of defenders chasing him around in the pocket and in the backfield and making the plays that he made. Let me know your thoughts. Never too late to respond to this. Facebook.com slash Farzee Vasugan. Watch the Facebook Live video. Comment on any of the post-game stories. Twitter.com slash Farzee21. My email, Farzine at FarzineVasugian.com. This was one crazy game. And, I mean, another epic Monday night showdown, primetime showdown with the Denver Broncos. Listen, the NFL would be silly if they did not put the Chiefs and the Broncos on primetime football every single year. You've got to schedule it once every year. You have to. How can you not? The uh, The Thursday night game in 2015, where Charles fumbles the football. Uh, 2016, when the Chiefs had that crazy overtime win right before the end of the overtime period. 
preventing a tie, hitting it right on the uprights to make the field goal. This Monday night football game, every single time these two teams play on primetime football, a couple of times it's been a boring one. Last year on Monday night football, not too exciting. And then the uh, Sunday night football Christmas, Christmas night game, uh, not an exciting one either, but more times than not, these two teams, they put on a show on primetime football. That's what you want with these primetime games. And the Chiefs, for the second year in a row, have the most primetime games. Last year, they had the most with six. This year, they're tied with a couple of other teams for the most with five. And the Chiefs always put on a great game on primetime. Win or lose. You gotta love it, man. I know the Chiefs had a lot of blowout wins, uh, despite letting teams score a bit more uh, late in those uh, three games. But this was the most exciting one. This was a fun one to watch. This is football. This is why we love the sport. Now, unfortunately, it was not a great week for the Chiefs, or a great week, and I should say, I want to touch on this just briefly, and it's the whole issue with Earl Thomas. The Chiefs, according to Yahoo Sports on Monday, were very close to trading for Earl Earl Thomas, and the Chiefs supposedly were ready to send a second-round draft pick, uh, but given that the Chiefs have two second-round draft picks, one themselves, one from the Rams, both look like they're going to be very, very low second-round draft picks. The Seahawks were probably asking for a little bit more, but Earl Thomas suffers a uh, tibia fracture injury. He is likely out for the season. He suffered this before and uh, did not uh, get surgery and obviously still one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, I'll get into the whole flipping off his teammates on the next episode. I do want to touch on that. Uh, but look, uh, it's unfortunate for Earl Thomas. Injuries are just terrible. And people want to compare it to Le'Veon Bell and why he's holding out. Uh, listen, I, I, I can never sit here and just criticize a guy if he wants to hold out because he wants more money and he wants to avoid injury. That's his right. Earl Thomas, he wanted to keep playing while demanding a new contract and hoping that a team would trade for him. Unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. And and listen, people want to say the Chiefs dodged a bullet. Who's to say that if he came to Kansas City, maybe things would be different? Maybe he doesn't have to make that play and suffer that leg injury. I don't know. Um, Maybe some people's knees, they eventually go down and eventually that ACL gets torn or they suffer a tibia fracture. I don't know. You never know. Uh, Different scenarios, different things can happen. But um, yeah, perhaps maybe the Chiefs did dodge a bullet and they get to keep those second round draft picks and get to do something else with it maybe they can pursue Earl Thomas in free agency in, in, in the next offseason we'll see but Eric Berry we still don't know the story with him what's going on we did learn that there is a bone spur in his heel that is a lot more painful than we thought so it's it's certainly uh, above a sore heel which is what we were told and we were told at the beginning of September Eric Berry was day to day and I don't think day to day means missing four games so we'll see how things pan out there. We'll, t- we'll touch on that a little bit more in the next episode. Uh, but for right now, unfortunately, Earl Thomas suffers an injury. So the Chiefs, this is likely their team. I'm seeing a lot of people ask for Patrick Peterson, considering the Cardinals are having a really bad year, and maybe they could get some draft picks to rebuild, uh, perhaps. But there, have, there hasn't been a lot uh, in the rumor mill about that. Maybe something could come to fruition. We'll see. But I would put that at doubtful at the very best. For the time being, though, even with a bad defense, but got to give them credit on that uh, on that uh, fourth uh, fourth quarter short drive that they forced a three and out there. Uh, this Chiefs defense, this is probably going to be your defense for 2018. This is going to be your defense. I know that's not an encouraging thing to hear, considering how this game went. 159 yards on the ground, but they didn't allow as many points as they usually do, nor as many yards. So there's one thing to work with moving forward from that. 
And, at the end of the day, crazy enough, with everything that happened, despite being down by 10 in the fourth quarter on the road, the Chiefs came back and they picked up a win, improving to 4-0. Let me know your thoughts on everything. We'll touch on this more later in the week. Facebook.com slash Farzine Vesugian. Give the page a like. Thank you all for joining me for the Facebook Live videos. We'll do that again this Sunday against the Jaguars. We'll, of course, preview the game this uh, Thursday on the Chiefs Zone Podcast. Twitter.com slash Farzine21. Also my email, Farzine at FarzineVesugian.com. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Later this week, we will have Matt Miller of Bleacher Report. He will join me on the Chiefs Zone Podcast. We'll have a lot to talk about with him, of course. Kansas City 4-0 and and a hell of a season, a hell of a start for the offense, and more specifically for Patrick Mahomes. So there will definitely be a lot of things to talk about with him. But we'll also touch on the defense with Matt Miller and what can the Chiefs do? Or can the Chiefs improve on their own without bringing in any help? We'll ask him that and much more on Thursday's episode when we preview the game against the Jaguars. Big thanks to all of you who joined me for the live videos on Facebook. Big thanks for you guys for listening to this episode. We'll be back once again later this Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week. Talk to you then. I'm Farzim Vesugian, signing off.